0: Welcome to the Sim Podcast show. I'm your co-host Eric, and I'm always joined by my co-host Ron. What up, Ron?
1: What's going on?
0: And we are finally here, Ron. We're finally to the second season. The playoffs, the tournament. That's right. Ron, you know, your, your team made it. you made it. You made it to the tournament.
1: We made it, man. And I watched every game hoping that it would fall in our favor because it wasn't automatic even with a win, which I, you know, that was a closer game than it should have been, you know, when we played Baltimore. But I'm glad it was over easy or early on Sunday, um, you know, when... Uh, who was it that lost Sunday that we needed to lose? Um, I think t- Jacksonville. Yeah, Titans won. So um, yeah, man, it was it's great to be in the playoffs. You know, not every team makes it. There's, there were some teams that had really good records that didn't make it. So you know, I'm a little bit relieved. Um, at the same time, you know expectations were to to be in the playoffs and have a better record and we kind of fell short of that but it's a new season at this point so uh, anything can happen
0: anything can happen and and we and everything has happened this week so we're we're gonna talk about our season how it ended we're gonna talk about the draft order we're gonna talk about all the coaches that got fired and one was hired just today and then we're gonna talk about Mister A. Aaron is at mm-hmm. it again. And then I actually compiled what our season score it was or is uh, for the season. And then we'll go into our, you know, Super Bowl picks. What changed? What hasn't? And we'll do our Week Eighteen recaps, and we'll do our predictions for the walkout weekend. It's just great. It's just great. I'm glad that we're finally finally the season's over especially for the Patriots but let's let's quickly go over week 18 Ron because we both had New England winning against the Jets um, by they were favored by two points but the final score was 17 to three I mean what can you say this was the season from hell mm-hmm I mean, a lot of things, and we'll get to that. But it was a lot of the same things: yeah. it's just bad defense, bad offense, bad weather, <laughs> <laughs> which well, they should have been ready for bad weather. But you know, it is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I, don't wanna, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, linger too much on it. But we both went. This is they're not going to score thirty points. So if you took the under, you're definitely you know winner there the other game was Pittsburgh at Baltimore Pittsburgh's favorite at three and a half we actually got this right final score was 17 to 10 Pittsburgh winning um I know Baltimore sat a lot of the players mm-hmm. but this was a must win for the Steelers right yeah it was a must win and I thought with all the players they
1: sat we finished a little bit more comfortably I I went I went 23 16 as my final score um you know, what was it? 7-7 at halftime. Um, and weather was a huge factor. So it was like a monsoon out there. Um, and, you know, with that being said, we just had to rely on the running game and that thankfully got us through the game. Now, Mason played well. He was 18-20 with a touchdown, uh, real efficient, didn't have to throw much. Um, but, you know, I... I was hoping for a, a bigger lead so I wouldn't have to stress as much as much throughout the game, but we really took control of that second half. Um you know, and and uh, you know, thankfully they closed it out.
0: Yeah, that was that was I mean, if Baltimore won that game, Pittsburgh would have been shameful. Shame on them. Shame mm-hmm. on them. We also hit on their upset specials. You had the Rams winning over San Francisco, I had Tennessee beating Jacksonville, which they did. Mm-hmm. Um in Jacksonville, this was a must-win game for yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Nope. And I was the whole time I was like, Trevor Lawrence, I don't it's not that he's overrated. He just wasn't right. So, mm-hmm. but he for some reason he told the coach he gave the coach a green light.
1: Well, he wanted to play. I think he was the best their best option. And unfortunately, I mean Tennessee came to play. I think I think some of the maybe the players um, knew like Derrick Henry for example knew it might be their last game in Tennessee so they came to play and they went like a full game um, like and they you know you usually see teams that are out of it like lay down at the end of the season that wasn't what variable did so I'm glad he didn't and he played you know a, a full game you know or coached a full game and And luckily for the Steelers, thankfully for the Steelers, you know, that got us in. So,
0: yeah, you need a a Tennessee. And I I didn't have any data to back Tennessee in this game. I just, I've been watching so many games of Jacksonville and they just didn't have it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no, they're not going to beat Tennessee. Um, Ron, let's go over our team's final season. Final report, at least, you know, from our perspective. Uh, the Steelers, let's go with the Steelers first Uh because we're going to talk about the Steelers when we do our wildcard picks. I know that you kind of touched a little bit during the the intro, but was it a... I know that the Steelers Steelers are in the playoffs, but was it a failure or was it a success in your eye? (laughs) Um...
1: Good question. I, I probably see it as um incomplete right now I think you know for me the team was always going to make playoffs and success means winning a playoff game especially for Tomlin I think if he loses a playoff game uh, or doesn't win a playoff game I think he should be on the hot seat I've been saying that all year so I think this was just the first step it didn't go like I said what the way I ex- um, had expected uh, I think I had them winning I'm gonna go pull that right now I think 12 games yeah I fi- had them finishing 12 and 5 They ended up with 10 wins. But if you look back at like the Colts game, the Patriots game, um, the Arizona game, game, those are three wins. And, you know, I didn't have them winning all three or maybe I did. Uh, But I mean, those were winnable games that could have got them to 13 wins right there. But Trubisky failed us. I think going with Trubisky as our number two, that that screwed us over a little bit and that had us, you know fighting all the way to the end to, to get into the playoffs. But, you know, what is it a success? We're in the playoffs. That's all that matters. Now we got to win a playoff game. That's the first step. And we if we can do that, then, okay, then we're heading in the right direction. Let's build upon that, and let's see how far we can go.
0: Yeah, I mean, they won 10 games. I had them winning 11 games. I had them winning the division, and then I halfway through the season, I knew that Baltimore had it on lockdown Mm -hmm. but you know like you said is Tomlin going to be in the hot seat if he doesn't win I don't know I don't know because he got them to the playoffs and I know maybe for the Steelers fan that's not enough but think about all the other teams that did not make it or think about all the other teams that you know example the Patriots that basically had to make a coaching change Mm -hmm one year too early so you know i i it's, it's not a total success but at least you made it to the tournament you made it to the playoffs so that's a step in the right direction i don't i don't think i don't think i've ever seen a team fire a head coach because they made it to the playoffs
1: oh that's happened before it's happened a few times um it was the black quarter or black coach head coach that that happened to um i know it happened to the bears coach um, Lovey Smith yeah Lovey Smith right I think he was in the playoffs the year before they got rid of him happened to another coach it um, I forgot what the the Chargers coach I think he had a losing season right when he got fired the black coach but it's happened often yeah but
0: it's very rare especially someone like Tomlin who's technically a Hall of Fame I mean he can choose to retire now he revoid into a Hall of Fame because yeah but, 17 what Seventeen years in a row, he's not had a losing season. So, I mean, but
1: that's not that's not the goal, right? The goal is not to have you know not to have a a losing season. The goal is to get to a Super Bowl. And if you like, you've said repeatedly, if you haven't won a playoff game in seven years, you're falling short. So, take the winning record, throw that on the table. You haven't won a playoff game in seven years. Here's your opportunity, right? You don't go eight years and not win a playoff game. That's just not the standard for the Steelers. It's not accepted in Pittsburgh. I don't think it'll be accepted in places like Dallas either, right? Cowboys, Jerry Jones, fire coaches left and right. Because his standard is Super Bowl or bust as well. So I just think those teams have, and even the Patriots, they have different standards and you can't be going backwards. Um, well, so the pressure see, will always is always on. The be thing
0: thing is with the Steelers fans... They're all up in the Steelers business with Jerry Jones and other owners, they actually come on publicly and say, if you don't do this, your job is in jeopardy.
1: Yeah. The Rooneys don't do that. They don't no. do
0: that. So no. I, I, I'm and they're, so I, too, so. and they're very
1: loyal too. So they're
0: very loyal. And it's I just, you know, I don't I don't see that unless, you know, there's some clubs that just do everything in secrecy. They don't, nothing leaks out. And I think the Steelers fall under that category. I just to me 17 seasons is very impressive. Maybe not enough for the Steelers fans, but he's definitely a playoff coach. Um let's let's look at the past because this was I had him winning nine games. They won four. I had him with eight. Mm-hmm. They I we both said that they weren't gonna make the playoffs, which they didn't. Mm-hmm. However, I wasn't expecting to go downhill so so fast or so bad Mm -hmm. um and now they have a new head coach now they have a change but if you look back at the whole season it was definitely the offense and they got a new you know a new coordinator yes some he came up with some good plays but they weren't executed so you know, here we are. They're like number three pick. Hopefully they get a QB, you know. They got rid of the 24-year coach, uh-huh. which we all know he's first ballot Hall of Famer anyways, so it doesn't matter. I just wanted, you know, this this was going to be his last hurrah anyways, uh-huh. but I wanted him to go out saying that at least he had a winning season but that didn't happen
1: yeah I just think back to like the beginning of the season when we were doing our picks for the year and what we said about each of our teams one of the questions were on there like if if our season went to shit like who is the blame fall on and I think we all for the most part said Bill right because it was it's it's been he's he's been the one orchestrating everything that's been going on from He hires um, as his coaches his roster
0: players Um, players,
1: all that stuff so you know that's you know four wins when we you know i thought eight you know should be an easy pretty decent target for them um that to me is a very very disappointing season um despite them bringing in an offensive coordinator despite them trying to make some a few changes you know now the question is how good is that roster maybe that's just not a good roster to begin with.
0: I don't know. Um, But. And that's, that's, you know, when we talk about the coaches, that's one of my concern is like, do, does Mayo now have to turn the roster over completely? Like, you know, I'm sure he's going to have some players that he likes, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of changes are coming is basically what yeah, I'm saying. And it's for the good. And it, it is for the good. Yeah. Um, The other thing that we want to talk about real quick is draft order. So right now, Carolina is number one, but that's going to the Bears. Uh, Washington is number two. New England is number three. So in your estimation, who is going to be picked one?
1: So I can tell you who I think the quarterback will be. That will be the first quarterback chosen. It's Caleb Williams. I don't think it's really going to be close. The question is by whom. Um, the Bears got the first pick. Now we'll, we'll get to coaches, but they're bringing back Ibra which I know you had him on your list. A lot of people, lot of people probably did uh, for being fired, but they're bringing him back. They fired the coordinator.
0: They, did they keep the GM?
1: I think I can't remember if they kept their GM or not, Um, but I think bringing back the coach to me tells me that you're sticking with that with Fields Fields. Now, nothing's been decided. Um, Nothing's been said. Um,
0: I saw that Fields was saying his last. Yeah, I I don't
1: think he knows and I don't think they've released it publicly and nor should they at this point. Right. Um, They shouldn't. Be backed into any decisions the draft isn't for another two months or so um, so they can they can take all their time to make a final decision um, but I think it's leaning towards him staying I just don't I think the Bears they have a lot of holes and it's not just about quarterback play um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens but I can see them trading that pick to you know Washington New England um, whoever wants to move up, Atlanta. I think they're eighth, if I'm not mistaken. They might want to move up and, and get a quarterback. So, um, I think for the Patriots, they're in a good spot at number three. They just have to really understand like who's ahead of him and make a decision on like are those guys going to try to move up and take the quarterback, or are there other quarterbacks that you like that you're willing to just wait for? Um, that's what they got to figure out.
0: Well, I can tell you right now that if the rumors are correct and Belichick ends up in Atlanta, they're not moving up.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: that's they, true. They might even give up the, the eighth.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I mean, Yeah, they, I just don't see it. Um, Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be uh, Williams. That's not number one. It's probably Washington. It might be Drake May number two. I mean, what's the name? Howell? Yeah, Howell is still there, but almost, I almost. See, like, is is a rookie really going to go overtake Howell? I mean,
1: it's a new GM, right? New coach, new coach, new coordinator, most likely. I don't know if the coach is going to keep the enemy or what. Um, they're gonna they're gonna start over. They're gonna get they're gonna draft the player they want to leave the team. You're not gonna inherit somebody and say, okay, we put all our trust in you. You've never met him before. Um, yeah, he played well, but I can see both Powell and the enemy gone um, after this season. So to me, they're more of a lock for picking a quarterback than the Bears are at this point.
0: I mean, if you think about it, there's eight, eight head coach openings. Well, it's seven now because Mayo got the Pats one. So you know, it's and now you have Belichick available. Maybe even Pete Carroll might be available. We know Bravo could be available. So, you know, if Washington gets one of these head coaches, who knows? Like you say, who knows? Uh, the Pats got a number three. They need a QB, but they need weapons. They, I need mean, they, they need receivers. They need offensive everything.
1: line. They need, everything, they need a basically. young running back unless they bring back Stevenson. They need a lot. The defense is good, but you probably got some older players too that you probably want to build some depth behind them. So there's a lot there to to fill, but you can't get anywhere to your point without a quarterback. Um, well, you can get to to a certain extent; you can get to the playoffs without a, a great, you know, franchise quarterback. Just look, at the Steelers—we're doing it right. But um, eventually, you're going to have to figure that out. And I don't know if they attack it this year and go all in. You know, with them being with you know such a, a good. Draft pick, or if they build a, around the quarterback position now. Marvin Harrison, I, I listen, the Patriots have not had a good receiver in forever. I'm not, if I'm the Patriots, I'm walking out of hit there with Harveston on my team. Um, Harrison on my team. There's no way I'm letting him get by me. Um, I, that's how I would attack if I'm the GM. If I don't get Caleb Williams and I don't want to. Trade, trade up, up yeah, and give up too much. Sit there, take Harrison, um, and then get some offensive linemen. You know, fix the rest of your team, and then you can dress address the quarterback position in the offseason. Maybe there's a veteran out there that you can sign and bring in, and can lead you for a year or two until you can find the quarterback for your future.
0: Well, the chatter, the chatter is that uh, Jim Daniels. Um, I just don't know if he's worth the number three pick. Mm. Um, but I think they, the next pick that they have is 30th, or not 30th, I'm sorry, second round 30th. Mm. And he's probably not going to be there by the time that they draft. I just, I mean, I just don't know with Mayo, like, is he leaning more towards the defense or is he leaning more towards rebuilding this offense? Because we don't know if Bill O'Brien is going to be there.
1: Yeah. That's the other
0: thing. That's, you know, we don't know. Mm -hmm. And then we don't know who the GM is going to be because they haven't had a GM in 20, 20, 22 years. So, yeah, I, 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 I just, yeah, I want to see what happens. I want to see what happens. It's just too early to Mm -hmm. tell. Um, but yeah, those are the top three teams that have uh, the draft. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about Black Monday because we were supposed to record yesterday, we didn't. We mm-hmm. were recording today on Friday, and you know, I'm just gonna list, list go through the list of who got fired. Rivera gone. Staley gone. Arthur Smith gone. Mike Brable, who to us, we were super duper surprised. Oh, yeah. Was not on our list, not was on our hot not seat or anything. List. Pete Carroll. Not on our list. Not on our list. Belichick, we both had him on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Wright got fired midway through the season. Daniel, same things. Mm-hmm. We, we went through the season. So now, you know, we're not shocked by the people on the list, except for one, Mike Brabel So we were, like, trying to figure out, like, what happened there. Like, so what do you think happened with Mike Brable, like, honestly, because he got coach of the year two years, I think, Um and then he took the time to the playoff, like, three out of four years, so, like, what happened? Why did they give up on such a hot asset? I don't know.
1: I couldn't tell you. I don't know why, you know, what happens in the background, right? There's stuff that happens that we don't get to see, conversations that happen, relationships that... Either work or don't work. Um, Rabel's done an outstanding job. He's gonna find another job like within a heartbeat, you know, job whatever he wants. Um, I I don't know, you know, but some, maybe it's a good thing for him and maybe it's a good thing for the team as well to move on to someone different. But they were like in a rebuild situation, right? They were they've been flirting with like a playoff team for a while, but they're that team that is like was like one player away from it, like a total rebuild. And that's kind of what they're going through with the whole quarterback situation. Derrick Henry's up there in age. I think he turns 31 or 30 next season. You know, his contract was expiring.
0: But they, they technically had a quarterback already with that Levis, right? So they drafted Levis
1: though, as a reason this is a rookie season. You don't know what you have, right?
0: We I mean, knew Tannehill was out the door. So it's like oh, between yeah. Levis and What's the other dude's name Willis, Willis right?
1: yeah that didn't work that was a project it always was going to be a project but you, that's what I'm saying you're in limbo because Tannehill was getting up there in age and then he wasn't performing um, to the level that you wanted him to and now you throw in the injury and you had no other choice but to play Levis and then this is what you end up with like five wins or whatever they got on the season six wins right um, so you know I don't know what happened maybe they felt like it was going to take a rebuild um and they wanted to to try to bring somebody in younger i don't i don't know but you know i think like like i was saying rabel's gonna find another opportunity somewhere pretty
0: quickly yeah i think so too um the pete carroll thing i'm still trying to figure it out Did did he retire or did they mutually part ways he wanted to keep coaching according to some of the stuff he's
1: said publicly for the entire year. He wanted to still keep going. I think he feels like he still got it. You see him running around and bouncing around on the sidelines all the time. Um I think it's just a situation where they, they want you know, they didn't they had high expectations, higher than probably they should have. Um the expectation was for them to make a playoff run and they missed the playoffs altogether. So um you know they maybe it's time for a new voice for them too. We'll see. see. Sometimes, you know, this grass isn't always green on the other side. I have a feeling that's the team that's going to look back and say, then we should just kept arrow." What the hell are we doing? We're like one game away from the playoffs. Like, why are we starting over? You know, um, but there's there was a report out there saying they want to keep him on as an advisor. I don't know if any of that is true. He has probably said he wants to keep coaching. So it doesn't make sense uh, at all.
0: Yeah, it doesn't. It didn't make sense to me. And now, like, so he's completely, he's completely separated himself from the Seattle Seahawks. Now he's not, he's not even going to be an advisor, right? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks
1: it's with Carroll. The last thing I saw is that it was, it was still up in the air and it was still on the table for him returning as a, some sort of advisor role, but it wasn't any. Nothing was finalized. And to me, it's not finalized because he wants to coach. You know, so if he finds another job, he's not going to be an advisor to them and and coach another team. So, you know, I think it's still up in the air.
0: All right, Ron, let's do, let's quickly do NFL news. And I think, you know, let's start off with the Belichick, you know, the Belichick news. I don't know if it was really news, but because I because every time I saw, you know, like the like the mass media reported it was like they were giving like the like a farewell like oh like this was a surprise but i feel like it really wasn't if you follow the team closely you know you knew like there was rumors that yeah but it was
1: uncertainty you didn't know for sure there was
0: nobody refuting those rumors like normally if yeah this this smoke there's someone that's gonna put it out you know and you know, I never, we never heard from management say, no, 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 he's our coach. Like they never did that. And when we, when they did the press conference, somebody asked him like, hey, why didn't you intervene to Robert Kraft? And he was like, you know, we always wait till the season's over to make any kind of steam, which to be fair, yes, they did it. And there was another question, interesting question that they were like, Hey, why didn't you, like, try to get a number one for Belichick? You know, try when to trade, trade him. him. And he was like, because we don't do that. That's, you know, we deal with people. We don't deal with assets. Mm-hmm. Which, credit to Robert Kraft, that's, you know, very outstanding for him. Mm-hmm. But, 24 years, he's won eight Super Bowls. Six of them with the Pats. I mean... I was, and I was during the year, I was like, yes, it's time for a change. He doesn't have his fastball. But then towards the end of the year, I was like, no, he loves coaching. He still has good defense. Just keep him. Just keep him. But I guess now that we know that Mayo was in their plans all along, I mean, it is what it is. When I saw the press conference and, you know, he said goodbye to basically everybody in the building, like, he just was naming people left and right. You know, even like the parking attendant, he was like, yeah, he's been there for 10 years. I, you know, thank him. Do you do you? Just, do you think that he still wants, you know, and I've been saying, I thought it was 27 wins. It's only 15 wins and he has a record. So is he going to land somewhere else is what I want to ask.
1: Yes, I think so. I don't think this is the end of Bill Belichick. I think he... I think he wants to break the record. I think he's someone I don't see sitting at home, you know, with his wife not doing anything football related. Um, It's just a matter of finding a place where there's some stability and then maybe not taking as much of the responsibility wherever he goes to this new place, right? So don't try to be a GM don't try to do some of the other roles like be a coordinator bring and find people that you trust you know and, and bring them in around you and let them lead the team right you manage from the top and you you know you kind of take a step back and try to just build the culture for that new team wherever you end up and not necessarily try to take on a lot of the stuff that he had taken on at, at new england
0: yeah, you know, I was I was thinking because I mean, when you turn on the TV or you know you see all these like highlights of his whole career with the pads, and then I am thinking back to like, no, no, this guy has been in coaching all the way back to mm-hmm. his youth. Oh yeah, and he's been winning. This the thing is like, people don't know that, or maybe people that don't follow him as close. He was, you know, defensive coordinator when the Giants won in 86. Defensive coordinator when the Giants won in 1990. He was a secondary coach when the Pats went to the Super Bowl in 96. He was there. He was there basically for all, all the Pats' success. And, you know, I've read multiple books because really his persona doesn't match like, his persona, public persona, mm-hmm. it's not the same private. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. This guy, mm-hmm. like, does he, does he have a wife? Does he have kids? What is he doing in his spare time? Blah, blah, blah. So, like, I got to learn or read about, like, the other side of Belichick. And I think that we're, like, we're so tuned to, like, he's the greatest coach. You know, he can take a team and build whatever but the last four years why was he such a failure the last four years though and I think that my conclusion is that he counted on Tom Brady so much so much I mean I looked at Tom Brady's stats and he was 75% winning percentage the next quarterback had a 62 and that was I think that was Drew Brees. And I was just like, wow, that's a, you mean to tell me that out of four games, he's always going to win three? That's incredible. So, I mean, if you have somebody like Tom Brady take care of the offense, you don't need, you don't need to worry about, you know, you don't need to worry about the offense because, all you need to worry about the defense. And I think that match, that, you know, that pairing was, was, you know, that brought us all those champions And
1: I think that, there were signs that it was starting to crack though towards the end like Brady's like last year or two there like the roster building was atrocious like Brady didn't have any players to pass the ball to those last couple years and that's when he started to to me you started question like what is this dude doing as a GM you know you have the best quarterback in history right you just have to give him a couple weapons um, couple players, and he can succeed. But it felt—I felt like those last couple of years, he wasn't. A, Brady didn't have that at all. It was just—it was 100 of the weight was just on him to make plays out of nothing, and that wasn't going to, you know, succeed. So Brady did the right thing in moving on. Um, but you know, Bill has had a incredible career. One of the arguably the best head coach ever, right? In, uh, in NFL. So, there's nothing.
0: It was funny that, you know, you mentioned about the last half of Brady's career and not having the weapons because somebody asked Robert Kraft at the press conference, like, did you ever think about relieving Belichick of his GM duties? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, technically, he didn't start doing that until 2011 so it kind of makes sense because from 01 to you know 210 they were dominant Mm -hmm. they were dominating people left and right except for that you know except for the super bowl (laughs) with the giants but Mm -hmm. and then after 2010 to 2011 you you saw the roster just deteriorating just like Mm -hmm. no weapons no nothing and i was just like oh that makes sense. he basically was doing too much. Mm-hmm. he was doing way too much and you know that's it you you like to say you, they had to move on they had yeah. to press the reset button and you know I think Mayo is homegrown drafted by Belichick you know top by Belichick. I think that he's gonna do okay um is this a playoff team coming next year? Probably not. Uh, There's still so much to see. They don't have a GM, blah, blah, blah. But I think that, you know, is it due? Yes, it was due. Mm -hmm. Was it overdue? I wouldn't say it was overdue. I think that last year when he put Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as offensive coordinator, I think that that was the end. Mm -hmm. I think that that showed management that not only... He didn't care about the offense. He didn't have a plan when Josh McDaniels left. He didn't have like... He should have a plan. I think he joined the Raiders like early in the year, like February, March. So he should have had a plan in place as soon as Josh McDaniels left, but Mm -hmm. he didn't. I think that was the fault. I think that the writers, the beat writers recognized that. I think the Krabs recognized that and it just ballooned or... No, snowball into Mm. them leaving. So, yeah, I'm not mad at all. I'm not mad at all. I'm just disappointed that it had to end this way. But, you know, all good things come to an end. That's why, you know, nothing lasts forever, basically. Uh, Ron, the other thing I want to talk about is Rogers and this Epstein list. Now, I would not bring this up. Normally, because it has nothing to do with football, but because Rodgers is out there making claims, like, I feel like he's no longer a football player. I feel like he's an entertainer now. So, is what, like, what's his long term plan? Like? I don't know, man.
1: He's all about the attention, mm-hmm. right? Look at me, look at me. And then. You know, when someone does say something, it's like, why are you focused on me? You know, why is everyone like looking at me? You know, so I don't know. I think the media, though, I think everyone's getting, just getting tired of him, um, like the comments he makes. Um, you know, I, I wish ESPN would have done something different. I don't know how much control. I don't think they have any control over McAfee and what he does because it's his his program. Uh, they're just leasing it. Right. But. You know i don't you know i I wish that that rogers would not be a part of that segment to spew his bs uh and all his conspiracies you know that has nothing to do with football by the way uh, or nothing to do with sports at all um but it is what it is like you were saying earlier people flock to it he still gets high ratings for being on that show um it is what it is
0: the thing is is like i know you know, this this conspiracy people, right, all over the place. Politics, you know, there's the vaccine thing, there's aliens, like, fine, if you, that's, your spare time is, you know, proving this conspiracy is right, that's one thing. But, I I don't know, I I don't know.
1: And he's not the first player to, like, good player too, to like, be way out out there in terms of like their beliefs and stuff. We see this all the time, not just in football. I'm just thinking about like Kurt Schilling, <laughs> Kurt Schilling, for example. Like how much of an embarrassment is has he been? And I'm afraid, you know, to say, you know, that I'm a Red Sox fan sometimes. When I see him, his name out there, it's just like, he's not a guy that you can root for at all with the garbage that comes out of his mouth. But, you know that's that's what happens you know you put a lot of faith into these players and then they leave and you, you hear them speak more than they would normally speak and uh, you find out who they truly are.
0: Sad sad. Mm-hmm. All right Ron, I I piled all the points for the regular season um, So out of a possible 52 points. You had 19, and I had a whopping 11. <laughs> now... Probably had
1: something to do with you picking the pits, Pats to win, like, every week.
0: Not only that, but, you know, if, if you break it down into percentages, you were correct 36%. I was correct 21%. We None of us even hit the 50% mark. And I think my conclusion, other than the whole Pats thing is that we, there wasn't, a you know, so many teams switched quarterbacks throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we knew if they were any good, if the replacements were any good. So we constantly picked teams that we thought, you know, could win with their backup quarterbacks, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's my only, you know, explanation of why we were so bad. Even... You know, I know, I I understand the upset special. That's just you know, you know, if if we get lucky, if with the underdogs, blah blah blah. But our own teams, we didn't. You know, I mean, there was I I marked it just recently. There were weeks where we both had zero points. Yeah, there was six weeks out of eighteen that I didn't have a point. There was five weeks out of eighteen that you didn't have a point. It was just. I mean, this is nothing to be proud of.
1: The thing with the Steelers is, like, as soon as they give you a little bit of hope, you start believing them and start picking them, they go and start losing two, three in a row. And then you give up on them, right? And then as soon as you give up on them, they pull out a win out of nowhere. So it was was just... It it was hard. It was like a... It's a tough season this year um, for both of our teams. Even being a Steelers fan, there were times I was, like, calling for Tomlin's head, and I still am. You know, I still think he needs to win a playoff game. Um... But it, it was a trying season. Uh, I'm not surprised, you know, especially like you said, with all the quarterback changes, injuries and stuff like that. That's 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 football. That's a great thing about football. These teams are so close. The best team in the league, let's say it's the Ravens or 49ers. They're only a player or two from being the worst team in the league, you know, the Bears. So, you know, it's it's just that close. That's how close these teams are. To me,
0: yeah, it was. I mean, to be honest with you, I was kind of disappointed that you know, not so much, it's not so much that we didn't reach the fifty percent, but I was just disappointed, you know, how the Pat season went, how like the Steelers season went, because we both had them winning more games than they actually did. It was just you know a, the season from hell, and then. Obviously, Belich- it costs Belichick his job. Mm-hmm. So, um, I know we have the Super Bowl picks, but before we go into the Super, Super Bowl picks, let's do the wild card predictions. Yes. Because I want to leave the uh, Pittsburgh versus Buffalo game for last. So let's just go in chronological order by list of first games. And we have Cleveland. At Houston, Cleveland is favored by one and a half. It's a 44.5 over under. Ron, what's your prediction?
1: <sighs> this game is like a flip a, flip a coin game to me. Um, I have no idea what to expect from either of these teams. Houston's been playing good. Stroud has been excellent. Having said that, he's still down... Tank Dell, you know he doesn't have Tank Dell out there playing, so that concerns me. And he's going against the, you know, arguably the top defense in the league. On the other hand, Cleveland has been offensively, you know, scoring a lot of points, but at the same time, Flacco's been turning the ball over a lot. So I went with Houston winning twenty three to twenty. I think regardless, it's going to be a close game. These these two teams are very sim you know similar. They're not. I don't think anyone is more dominant than the other. So I'm going with Houston pulling off a slight upset, you know, 23-20.
0: I'm going with Cleveland because I love their defense. And even though I love uh, CJ Stroud, this is his first playoff game. He's a rookie. I think even though this is a home game, I think that, you know, I think the lights are gonna be brighter and they're gonna be at his face and miles garrett is gonna be in his face i just i see them making some mistakes of course Flacco is gonna make some mistakes <laughs> he's almost like the josh allen of the afc north he just gives up the ball but mm-hmm. then he also scores a lot of touchdowns so i got them winning 24 to 10. I'm sorry, Houston. I know this this is like a Cinderella season for them, but I think that it ends right here. I don't, I just don't see them. They might score more than ten points, but I just see them really struggling against this Cleveland defense. So I I don't see I don't see it. And I I, I love CJ Stroud. I love Houston. I just don't see it for them. Um, the next game, which is gonna be very very cold from the news that we're getting uh it's Miami at Kansas City Kansas City's favored by four and a half it was three and a half now it's four and a half forty two and a half over and under Ron what's your prediction
1: this was another tough one right my my original instincts were the to go Kansas City by a lot right because it expected to be below zero uh with the wind chill and everything. Miami is a you know a team that plays well in the heat, not necessarily in the cold. Um, and, you know, against good teams, they folded like all season long. Having said that, Kansas City, Mahomes has not had a great year either. They have no identity on offense whatsoever. No receivers. It's going to be equally cold for them. Kelsey hasn't scored, I think, in a while either. So there's a lot of questions there, too. Um, Taylor Swift is probably going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see Kansas City actually losing. I think a lot of people are, are thinking this should be an easy game, and a lot of the bets are probably focused on Kansas City. Now, I have them winning 24-21, to 21, but it wouldn't shock me if Miami, by some miracles, you know, figures out how to run the ball because that's what they're going to have to do. Tua's not going to be able to pass in that environment. Um you know, and then I think Kansas City might make one or two mistakes because just don't have the weapons at all. Um but I am gonna stick with them winning. Twenty-four to twenty-one is my final score.
0: I I don't think that it's gonna be as close. I have Kansas City winning twenty-four to seventeen, but you know, forty-three and a half with that weather, you probably wanna go under. I I like I just like Andy Reid. I think that he's gonna have a good game plan. I like um, Pacheco. He runs hard. And I like the Kansas City defense. I know that it's probably the best statistically that Andy Reid has ever had in Kansas City. And like you mentioned earlier, I just don't trust Tua. I don't trust Tua in the cold. I know they have tons of injuries. I mean, Miami has tons of injuries. um, And their line is not really that good. I, I I just you know i have them 24 to 17 they they might not even get to 17 points i think that this might be you know a really really close game um yeah i just don't, I, I don't see them winning at all um the next game and we're going to skip Pittsburgh at buffalo uh green bay at dallas 7 point spread for dallas 50 and a half over and under. Ron, what's your prediction?
1: Yeah, I went under. I think Dallas is going to win 27-20. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm right at that seventh point. Uh, listen, Green Bay has had a decent year. They're in the playoffs. Um, I think the quarterback has been up and down, but mostly good. Um, I think Dallas is going to be too much, in Dallas especially for for green bay to overcome um Dak has been playing well now this is the playoffs now and we haven't really always seen Dak play well when we get here but i'm gonna i want to say dallas is gonna win this and they should win it pretty comfortably uh 27 20.
0: yeah i got dallas going 30 points in this game i think that you know, Jordan Love, I know that he been, he's been getting a lot of love because he's been playing so well. But, you know, Dallas at home is a different beast. And, you know, they they almost got beat by Detroit because they got a bad call from the rep. But, you know, other than Detroit, I mean, I think that Dallas is probably like the second best offense in the NFC. You know, I this I, I definitely see them scoring a lot of points. I definitely see Green Bay just not handling Parsons as, as well. So I just see them winning this and I see them moving moving on to the next to the next round. Um the next game speaking of Detroit, LA at Detroit. Detroit is favored by 3 points. 51 and a half, which is the highest one of the weekend. Ron, what's your prediction?
1: Yeah, this is gonna be a great game. Maybe the best game out of you know this whole entire weekend. Um, I got Detroit winning twenty eight to twenty seven. I think the Rams are scary good offensively. Kyron Williams, uh, Puka Nakua, um, you know the quarterback obviously wanted to to go back to Detroit and play well. Matthew Stafford. I think it's, it's they're gonna put up some points in Detroit. You know the defense has been questionable, um, so they're going to allow some big plays. Um, the Rams' running game is going to be, you know, something that they'll have to, they're going to struggle with all, also. So, but I do think Detroit's going to score points and hold them off, or you know, score at the very end uh, to win. Um, I got a a one point game, twenty eight to twenty seven.
0: Yeah, I also went over. I think that these are probably two good offenses Detroit being really great offense and you know this is Detroit's first home playoff game in like 30 years something like that I just don't see the NFL refs screwing this one up I I, I don't see a call going against Detroit in this game you know they talk about the NFL script and blah 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 this is one that if you screw over Detroit, you might you might not have to be able to leave the dome. Yeah, I think that people will attack you if, if you call against Detroit during this game. So I have them winning twenty eight to twenty four, but like you said, it's gonna be big plays. This is probably like if you you know if you are a betting man and you like to take like bets of like who's gonna score first, who's gonna have blah blah. blah you know, you can just have a, a, you know a fun mm-hmm. basically.
1: Yeah. So here's my prediction for this game. Wouldn't this be something if this happened? Fourth quarter, you know, five seconds left. Detroit just scores. They make it 26 to 27. They're losing. They're down a point, right? Instead of kicking the extra point and going in overtime, they go for two and make it. Can you imagine that with everything on the line? This guy has been aggressive the entire season. Will he do that? you know, in the playoffs, when you're basically, if you don't get the two-point conversion, you're going home. That thats that would be what I would expect, because that's how they've been the entire year. They've been ultra-aggressive. And I think, um, you know, I think this game, like I said, is going to be close, so I can see something crazy like that happening.
0: Yeah, this is, I mean, Dan Campbell, I don't know. I, he's like a wild card, right? He, yeah. just, he just does, you know whatever he you think he's going to do, he goes the other way. Uh, let me ask you, so those, does Stafford get a standing ovation?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because I think that they saw so many years of him not making it. Yes, he played hard, but now he's, you know, the enemy. Like, you know, I know that when Tom Brady went back to New England, they gave him a standing ovation before the game, and then once the game starts, the booze just started raining down on him because he was wearing someone else's jersey. So I think that this is going to be the same thing. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Once the game starts, forget it. Yeah, but forget it. At the, of the game, when they do an introductions,
0: yeah, I'm yeah.
1: sure they'll cheer for him.
0: Uh, this is this is going to be a Monday night game. Why I have no idea. I have no idea. Why are they doing this? This makes no sense, but here we are. Uh, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Philly, for some reason, is favored by three points. It went up from two and a half to three. Uh, 43 and a half is the over and under. Ron, what's your prediction?
1: Listen, this game, I would not touch with money at all. Philly, I don't know what the hell's going on with them. AJ Brown today deleting all of (laughs) Philadelphia from his Twitter, uh, that ain't good. The day, you know, a couple days before you're about to play in the playoffs, hurts not 100. percent His finger looks all jacked up.
0: Do you think AJ Brown plays? Because he he was at yeah he's hurt. practice yeah
1: all week right. So yeah. I don't know if he's even he didn't show up today for practice. I looked at that today. So I'm picking Tampa here. I'm not confident because I think Tampa is you know a team that. Was barely able to get into the playoffs. Um, Mayfield is hurt. Mayfield's injured. Mike Evans is really their only weapon. Um, So I'm not 100% confident in this, but I got Tampa winning 23 to 20. I just don't believe in the Eagles. I think this is it. And I do believe the rumors, believe it or not, that if uh, Eagles get embarrassed or something, they lose this, even though they were in the Super Bowl.
0: Sirianni's out.
1: I, I do believe that. I think the culture, there's something broken there. Uh, either he's out or, or like that whole crew, that whole staff that's there is gone.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have had Tampa Bay winning 20 to 17, but I don't even think I don't know how Tampa Bay gets to 20 points. I Because I'm trying to figure out, yes, they have Mike Evans, but can Mayfield play? And then, as you mentioned, Philadelphia, yes, they have Herds, but. He's not 100% either, so it's I like... defensive, but playing atrocious all season. Those, All those Georgia players, yes, that's great, but if they're not executing, what's the point? And yeah. what's the point of, you know, drafting them and having them in your defense if they're not performing? So, I don't know. This is, you know, I picked Tampa, but Philly can pull it out too. I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, out of all the games... This is the one that I'm not yeah. 100% yeah. on it because the, both both quarterbacks are not you know 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get to the final game. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. It's going to be windy. It's going to be snowing. Mm-hmm. Buffalo favored by nine and a half, which is obviously the highest of the group, mm-hmm. 33 and a half over and under. Ron, what's your prediction?
1: Yeah, so let me talk about the weather first. Extremely windy, like you said. Um, Snow on the ground is what they're expecting. Um, Gusts up to 60 miles an hour. There's been some reports, which is even stronger than the Patriots-Bills game. So I see this as a heavily, heavily run game uh, for both teams. And that, to me, favors Pittsburgh. I got an upset here, and I think that 9.5 is disrespectful. Maybe if it was a sunny, clear day, yeah, absolutely. Buffalo is the better team, especially offensively. Um, but I got Pittsburgh winning here, 17-13. to 13. Um, Bill's run defense hasn't been good. Najee's coming off back-to-back 100-yard performances. They're running 35, 40 times per game these last few weeks. They found their identity. They're just going to stick with it. This game is perfect for them. Um, I don't think Buffalo can stop their running game. And I think Mason's going to, he's been efficient, right? I just came up, we just came off a game. He's 18 for 20, not having to throw a lot, but still connecting. That's all he needs to do again for them to win. Um, So I see an upset here and I won't break the surprise, but they win this game. They, you know, they, they got a chance. To get to the Super Bowl.
0: Okay. Well, let's you're again ahead of yourself here. Um, I have Buffalo winning, and the only reason why I have Buffalo winning this game, you know, I have them winning 28 to 14. I now I could probably change that to a lower number because of the weather, but basically Buffalo has been in the playoffs since like week eleven. Because they had to win every game to be alive. Pittsburgh has to. Yeah, but they also lost some games here and there. Lost some games that they should have won. And I feel like Buffalo is laser focused. Yes, I do feel like Josh Allen is going to give up the ball like he usually does. But I also feel like he's going to make some plays. Like the best offensive player of both teams is Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Now... If he has a mind frame of, I'm going to do it all, Buffalo is not going to win this game. But I feel like he had been doing that some games just to outright win. But I just don't feel like, if I look at the rosters as far as offense, I trust Josh Allen more than I trust Mason. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, that's what it came down to. I think that Buffalo throws a kitchen sink at Pittsburgh mm-hmm. because Mike McDermott doesn't want to lose his game. Yeah. Basically, if he loses his game, like we mentioned earlier, he might be out. Mm-hmm. If Tomlin loses his game, I don't think he's going to be out. But if he goes back to Pittsburgh, there's going to be a lot of disappointing people. Oh, yeah. A lot I of Absolutely. So I feel like both teams have a lot the, a lot to a lot writing on this these teams have had the
1: identical seasons right they have had a period of time where they were losing games and you're like what that like nothing's working they both fire their coordinators and they're both for both teams their playoffs started weeks ago and they've had to be on winning streaks to get into the playoffs these are identical teams in identical situations both head coaches I to me, are in identical situations with being on the hot seat, you know, expecting high, you know, with high expectations. Um, Now to your point, the best player on the field will be Josh Allen. Having said that, the elements to me, the weather elements, if it turns out to be what they're predicting, I think will limit his ability to get other players involved, like the receivers involved. That Bill's Patriots game, Bill's the uh, Patriots only completed two passes. But if my memory serves me correctly, Josh Allen only completed eight passes himself. So, you know, at 10 completions for both teams in that game, um, you're basically saying, beat me with your legs, which Josh Allen can do, (laughs) you know, don't get me wrong. But if you take away the passing part of it, because the weather is so bad, I think it, it, it falls in our favor. And I think, you know we can keep the game close and I think we 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 can win the game
0: if Buffalo wins this game that that would be their sixth game in a row Mm -hmm. if Steelers win this game that would be their fourth game in a row so I just I went with the hot hand Buffalo has a hot hand and I think that they're gonna beat the The Steelers. Steelers Um, let's talk about our Super Bowl picks let's talk about the beginning of the season Ron who Who did you have at the beginning of the season?
1: Baltimore in the AFC, Philly in the NFC as my Super Bowl uh, matchup.
0: And I had Kansas City versus Philly as the Super Bowl matchup. But now that we've watched 18 weeks of the season, we're both comfortable saying that none of these teams are going to make the Super Bowl. Like I could, I'm very comfortable in saying, Philly it's not gonna make move. I still think Balt. for me, Baltimore can get there.
1: It'll be again, about football's a game about matchups, so it depends on who they face. Um, so I still think they have the edge over every everyone. I just think things will fall into place for Pittsburgh um to win in Buffalo, and if we win, that means we travel to Baltimore. And we, for whatever reason, we've had their number. So that's to me is a bad matchup for them. And we can steal a win somehow from them and just ruin the season. So, um, so who, who is your new uh, pick then for the Super Bowl? So, like I said, I got ba- I got the Steelers winning in Buffalo. That means they're beating Baltimore. Um, I got Pittsburgh riding it all the way to the Super Bowl, riding the run game to the Super Bowl.
0: So they, if they beat Baltimore. Who would be who would they face in the championship? Because they would have to that yep. game would be on the road too.
1: Yep. So they it'd probably be like Kansas Is, City. Who would they play? Kansas City versus
0: uh, uh, Miami. Cleveland. Or oh, Cleveland.
1: Yeah, or or Texans. Whoever wins that game.
0: Yeah. That and you know, and I told you yesterday that we it's been a long time since a wild card team made it all the way to the Super Bowl. And then I was thinking, yeah, I know the Giants did it. But then I looked it up. You know who did it last? Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. And that was with Tom Brady. I just don't, I don't have the same feeling with Mason Rudolph. I just don't. Yeah. So that's why I'm, you know, I can see Detroit making it all the way. I just can't see the Steelers making it. Because it's just to play three road games and, and win them all. I just I don't see that.
1: Yeah. Now, let me say this. If we do lose to Buffalo, I think Ravens are like the remaining matchup. They're going to they're going to beat those teams and get to the Super Bowl um, easily. Um, And they'll be in the Super Bowl Um, now for the NFC. I think most people are going to pick San Francisco uh, rightfully so. But I just something about Detroit, the way they're playing. Um, something about Dan Campbell that I love. If they can get past this first week, and again, I think the Rams is not an easy game for them at all. It's a tough matchup, probably a bad matchup for them. If they can get past this, they can, they can win against any team, and I can see them getting to the Super Bowl as well.
0: Ron, I I went with the dark horse from each league, and I don't I don't think you can call Dallas a dark horse because. The fans are obnoxious but I went with Buffalo and, and Dallas. I went with Buffalo because, to me, they're they're a hot team. They're desperate. I think that they know that the window is closing. That's why, you know, they changed offensive coordinators. Leslie Frazier didn't come back. So, I feel like Mike Derman knows this. I feel like Josh Allen knows this. Like, I feel like, you know... McDermott is going to get fired Josh Allen His contract is going to balloon I think he's Going to be making $50 million next year Something like that Some crazy number I just Have that air of desperation So I picked them To go against Buffalo Now If like said The Steelers beat them And somehow They They don't make it Baltimore is my Other pick Mm -hmm. To make it And then if Dallas for some reason doesn't fall off, then I like San Francisco because listen, getting one week of rest is huge.
1: Yeah, and they need it too. It's
0: huge. Mm. It's humongous. So you know for you know you're gonna be playing the divisional games no matter what. So hey, why not pick pick them? So Yeah,
1: and the thing about and I, you know, I don't I don't know the matchups one hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure if Dallas wins this first week they go and play San Francisco. Um, San Francisco might knock them right out right then, you know, right away after their first win. So we'll see. Um, they're going to have to get past San Francisco early. Um, I think based on how the, the bracket works.
0: And San Francisco has had Dak's number. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys basically mm-hmm. throughout, you know, the, the two thousand, the 2010s. I, I just feel like they had their number. Yeah. Um they have to they have to beat San Francisco if they have any chance of uh making it to the Super Bowl.
1: Like I said, football is all about matchups. At this time of the year, every team knows every other team, right? And how well do you match up with them? The only team I think that scares the Ravens are the Steelers. I don't think any other team in the AFC really scares them and will stop them from from winning. And then in the NFC, the only team that I think that can be as physical um, and score points to keep up with San Francisco, um, to me, is Detroit. Um, but you got Dallas getting past him. That would mean, that would have to mean, you know, Dak has a humongous postseason. The defense especially has to play better than they did that first matchup. Um and you know you know we'll we'll see but it you know it's it's a, anything can happen this you know I was telling you earlier this is a it's going to be a wild and crazy playoff season um lots of surprises i think lots of upsets um, lots of crazy weather um i think it's going to be an exciting playoff season
0: well, the only, you know when I'm looking when I'm looking at your prediction, the only upset you have is actually your team, Steelers and Houston, being Cleveland. So you have two upsets there, and I basically have none. I'm going with the with you know with the favorites. I well, have
1: Tampa too, right? So Tampa's so oh, Tampa, Tampa, yeah. I'm yeah sorry. Third.
0: Mm-hmm. So three, three out of the six games. Mm-hmm. So you're you're definitely saying that, hey, if you are favored, you have a target on your hand yeah, on your back. Yeah.
1: Even like I said, you know, when we went through it, even Kansas City, don't think Miami's gonna just go there and lay an egg, right? Just because they can't play in the cold. You yourself as Kansas City has have played poorly all season, right? You don't have a number two, you don't have any weapons at receiver at all. Other than Kelsey. So now I know you give Reed a couple weeks to plan. You know, he's a whole different person. That's a whole different beast. And Mahomes is the best quarterback on the planet. Having said that, it won't shock me if Miami pulls off a crazy upset somehow. It won't. Because Kansas City has shown me all year that their receivers are terrible. They just have. So that could be the fourth upset. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of upsets all throughout this just based on the matchups.
0: Yeah, if, if I look at the uh, the wildcard weekend, the two weakest teams in my estimation is Green Bay and Miami. Only because Miami hasn't been good on the road. They just haven't. They just haven't been good on the road. And mm-hmm. I feel like my, Mike McDaniel is still green. I know that he you know, he's from that 49ers 3, but I just... Him and Malifor, I just don't feel like... Well, Malifor had, you know, Rogers on his side. I don't know if Love, if you can compare Love to Rogers. And we just, at the beginning of the show, we just talked about how Rogers is no longer considered a football player now. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's tra- transferred to that lexicon of, like, conspiracy theory, so... I don't know. I know this is, you know, I feel like there's a lot of, except for Andy Reid, there's a lot of, I'm sorry, Andy Reid and Mike Town, there's a lot of like, you know, inexperienced head coaches. Maybe Mike McCarthy would fall under the experience, but I, 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 you know, this is like a, a quarter, like a toss up, you know? I just don't, those, those two teams, I don't feel, comfortable mm-hmm. pulling the upsets, basically what I'm saying.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm pulling the scores from last year, Wild Card weekend. So last year, only one upset. And that was the Giants somehow beating the Vikings 31-24. to Every other game, there were close games. You know, Bills played the Dolphins. The Bills were a 2. Dolphins a 7. Bills won 34-31. Uh... But it was, was close. You had Jaguars, a four-seed, at the Chargers, a five-seed. Jaguars, 131-30. to So, only one upset last year. But I think this year is just different. Um, these teams are m- much closer to each other. And the weather, I think, is going to be a huge impact for some yeah, of these the games. Yeah, the weather is
0: going to play major. At least for the two games that we we talked about, mm-hmm. they're going to be you know playing not so much Tampa and Detroit. Detroit, definitely, because the indoors. But...
1: But that, that Philly game, I mean, when have you ever seen playoff weekend? That sort of drama against any team. Like, all the noise going into a playoff weekend.
0: Well, I feel like this has to do with the regular season. Like, this regular season was not normal, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like these playoffs are the same. They're not going to be, you know, like last year where you had one upset. I think there's going to be multiple upsets. Mm-hmm. Well, um, So what do you want to tell... Ronda Steelers fans out there,
1: man, screw the media and screw the Vegas odds. Screw the New York governor coming out today and saying, you know, Steelers fans should stay home because of the weather and all this stuff. Let them doubt us. Let us be the underdogs. That's where we shine anyways as underdogs. Um, Listen, we all know. I think we all know it's been a tough year but I think true Steelers fans know that we're not a nine point, nine and a half, ten 10 point underdog to Buffalo uh, at all. So, you know, I'm, I'm keeping hope. I'm staying positive. I think not only do we win this game, I think we have a, a really strong chance uh, of making a run. This team is united. Um, this team is engaged. I saw a picture today with all three quarterbacks, like, you know, chatting and hugging with each other and stuff like that. its just a connection that wasn't there like all season. And, we, you know, we were talking about Tomlin losing the locker room. That was apparently foolish because these guys have always stayed close. They believe in each other. They're confident. They're backing each other up. That is a recipe for success. And I expect good things. And I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping for good things for, you know, for Tomlin's sake, for Steeler Nation, um, you know,
0: I so, think it's, So you're back on Tomlin's good side then. You're defending Tomlin
1: I'm saying he needs to win a playoff game, period. My My, nothing has changed. He needs to win a playoff game. And I think he needs to make better decisions around his coaching staff. Holding on to Matt Canada was a failure, was a bad decision that set us back this season. Set us back last season, last two seasons holding on to him so long um has set us back but now it's time to move on and just like figure out how to get a playoff win and then figure out long term what we do next season
0: yeah definitely and we'll you know this is our playoff and we'll have playoff talk for the next couple of episodes but then when we do the draft, which is the kickoff to the next season, that one it's not going to be on YouTube for you listeners. It's going to be only, only on a podcast. So we're not, you're not going to see
1: our beautiful faces. That one's going to be exciting, man, for the for the Pats, right? It's there's excitement when you're up there, and you know you're choosing a, a quarterback. You got to find somebody. So
0: well, there's a lot of excitement because now that we put this year behind us. Mm-hmm. We can just look at forward, yep. And I'm 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 hoping that Mayo learned from Bill Belichick about dodging questions and not not you know not playing the game when the when they pitch you a softball, don't hit it. Yeah, just just yeah. slide to the side and let it go. Just yeah. onto the whoever they're playing next. So yep. I'm I'm excited for the for the Mayo. Gerard Mayo era Mm -hmm. and you know I listen I want him to succeed but I also I know that this is a performance level you know business three years I'm giving Mayo three years to turn things around and get us back in the playoffs and not just you know like you said back in the playoffs (laughs) winning that's very important winning yeah winning because you can make the playoffs but if you're not winning, what's the point? Yeah, what's the point?
1: Exactly. Just
0: go back to the lab, go back to the draft, and you know get get better players because there's no point. That is that is my say to next year's Patriots. But so right now, we're just talking the playoffs, 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 playoffs. So, with that in mind, enjoy the weekend, enjoy these games, even the Monday night game. Enjoy that one too so and with that said i say peace peace
1: hey guys thanks again for watching uh don't forget to like and subscribe if any questions or comments feel free to hit us up on uh, shut your mouth podcast at gmail.com that's shut ym podcast at gmail.com you can also hit us on twitter or on instagram at sym podcast thanks again
0: Go!